0: What's we'll, the first one? The first one
1: up? is not tipping.
0: <laughs> oh God, I was thinking about that today too.
1: Hi, I'm Emmy. I'm two. Welcome to grace Giggles and Growing Pains by Mommy and my Daddy, Shannon and Brandon Rogers.
0: All right, welcome back to our next episode, and this one's a special one. It was inspired by a comment that was left in our last YouTube video. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing that. We're going to keep rolling with the comments if you want to leave a comment and it's not something that we can do an episode over. We want to make sure to address that in sort of an after party episode, a Q&A that we're going to post on gracegiggles.co. So subscribe there if you're not already. Mm. Uh, But today we're going to talk about Korea. Mm. We have left. It's been how many years since we We left
1: We left in December 2017. So almost six years.
0: Yeah. So it's been a little over half a decade since Mm -hmm. we left Korea. But Korea is very meaningful to us because well, I'm from Korea. Mm-hmm. You are Korean, and you immigrated sort of to America from Korea when you were five. Yes, it's uh, my motherland, quote unquote, yeah, the motherland. Yeah. And you went to Korea because you've always you've wanted to go to Korea for a long time. But your dad didn't really allow you to go there for like little like what most people were doing, which was the the programs, right? The summer. Yeah, the summer
1: programs. They were going to, I think, Yonsei University, which is big a big university in Korea. But it was like, yeah, summer thing that people would go to. Mm-hmm. But really, it's people were going to party.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it was definitely un- very known for that. Yeah. And Korea is such a great place to party, which hopefully we'll discuss in today's episode. But uh, you really wanted to go, but your dad basically said no, which I think is a good thing to go there just to party not so great but you eventually once you finished your teaching well the
1: agreement was he wanted me to finish school like yes. finish college yes and then get a job and go there properly instead of just going to have fun one summer
0: yes which you did
1: which i did which is awesome I graduated so you, yep
0: and when did you eventually get to korea 2011 2011 it was and that's when we met
1: we met
0: no no it was 2012 2011? It doesn't matter. We we met around that time.
1: Yeah. We met, it was definitely less than a year of me being in Korea. So maybe early 2012. That's
0: what it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I remember from my teaching job, I had a one-year contract yeah. and I was wondering if I was going to renew or not. And I think I'd just made the decision to renew around the time that I met you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was less than a year.
0: Yeah, I really hope we're not picking up the uh, leaf blower in the background maybe. here. So, yeah, you were there from 2011, and then we left in 2017. So you were there for about six years. Yeah. About the time we went away from Korea. So it's kind of good, because we've got... For you, it's like a six-year time frame that you can compare... Well, actually, I would hate to compare it to the previous six years since leaving Korea, because it's been such a weird, tumultuous journey. But it... I think the the question in the comments was something like, what are the major differences you feel Mm -hmm. from living in Korea to living in the United States? Mm -hmm. So maybe we start there and just kind of letting it go where it feels right. Mm -hmm. So what what are the differences that you feel? What's the first one? The first one
1: is not tipping.
0: (laughs) Oh God, I was thinking about that today too. Really? Yes.
1: Yeah, so in Korea, it's not a tipping culture. So basically if there's a price on something, that's what you're paying.
0: Well, let me add to that. It's it's a not tipping and not sales tax. Mm. Like it's it's already embedded into the price. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. when something costs something, it costs something. Yes. What you see it. is what you get, and what, what you're pay? paying for. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. What you see is what you pay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no surprise there.
0: Yeah. It's so funny. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna butt in here. But I was just thinking about today. The thing that comes to mind first is just that ability to go out and get something, and generally Korean food and. Just your average fare eating out is, it is a little bit cheaper. If you go with the foreign food, it's much more expensive, but like it's a little cheaper just to go for your Korean food. Mm-hmm. And I just love the feeling of being able to have access to it. I just walk in and I ask for it and then I pay what I pay, but also it's so efficient. Like in America, this going out thing is, is like, you have to go and you're like, is it a sit down place? Is it not? And if it's a sit down place, I have to sit through it and I have to ask for the bill when the waitress or waiter comes around or whatever. But in Korea, even if it's a sit down place. After like, you're
1: done, you get up, you go to the register and you and pay. You pay. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a couple places in America that does that. Oh, yeah. That. And then the
1: bell system that they have at restaurants. Oh my gosh. If you need anything, you don't have to awkwardly wait, wait to flag someone down. You press the bell and then someone comes to you.
0: Yeah so yeah it's so efficient and so smooth because you just go in and you're plugged in and you get the experience and there's they're actually very helpful even though they Mm -hmm. don't get tips and then you can call them whenever you want with the bell system and then when you're ready to go you just literally get up go to the register pay for your food don't don't have to have this emotional ickiness about tipping Um,
1: i was going to say i want to add to the tipping thing because brandon and i I mean, I'm going to speak for both of us. I feel like we don't have an issue tipping for great service or if we really connect with someone and they seem great. But I think where you and I have more trouble with is if we have terrible, we have a terrible experience with someone, but we're still expected to tip. Otherwise, it looks bad on us. And it's like in Korea, people are doing their jobs really well yeah. and they don't get tip and they're still doing their jobs really well. Here, even if you do a terrible job or you're rude to the people that you're serving It looks bad on the person yeah right and a lot of times i'm like oh i'll tip because otherwise we're gonna look bad and it's not coming from a good place
0: yeah right you know and i i think i would have come in earlier with that caveat but these days i've been seeing a lot of complaints around it because Mm -hmm. it has far extended beyond just like the the waiter waitress like that dining in experience Mm -hmm. i mean Every place you go, whether it's takeout or just a, a cup of coffee, they turn that thing around on you. Oh, and, yeah, it's and it's, like, like super a tip awkward. And, yeah, you either pick the ones that they outlined or you have to go and pick a different option. Right. And, yeah, like input something that's less than the 25% that yeah, they it's might be. Like, well,
1: I'm taking this coffee to go and no one served me. So now I have to go through all these things to yeah. type in zero, yeah. zero, zero. Right? That's what I mean by this emotional <laughs> it ickiness. Very, it's it's like, very icky.
0: Yeah, it's so. I mean, I get it because it's. I mean, oh, God, I don't even want to go into that. But that's definitely the thing that I thought of today was how in Korean it's like just so internally it's like freeing freeing. there's no
1: burden yeah that obligation yeah judgment right yeah it's very clear it's clear
0: yeah so i think i think it's smart business because i mean really that tactic is just like putting so much extra burden and pressure on the consumer and it just it's clearly getting to the point where it's affecting society and people are complaining about it but i just it would be so cool to have a place that's no tipping Everything's built into the price. Fair wages for our workers. Maybe you're paying a little bit more, but it's not necessary. You know, frankly, now that I'm thinking about it, CarMax is a company that does this. Oh, the people yeah. that like hate having to go negotiate for a car and this whole used car car salesman uh, mindset. I feel like that's the kind of thing that's affecting our eating out experience in America.
1: I'm also thinking, isn't there a restaurant in the H Mart food court, like the beer place? The no tipping bar. No tipping bar.
0: And there's like dollar beers. This is the best.
1: It's really amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: a little bit of Asian. I mean, it's not only Asian culture, but it's a little bit of Asian culture coming Mm. at you. So I do appreciate that. Mm. But yes, that is the number one one thing. So I love that. Thank you, thank you for letting me take over that whole thing.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure I sh- you would have had a lot to add to that. Yeah. I want to say the other thing that came up for me is just the amount of space, particularly when it comes to parking, mm. right? I remember even when we were living in Korea and every time we'd come visit the States, anytime you pulled up into like a Target parking lot or any any parking lot, I feel like I can park two cars, in one spot like there's just so much room versus in korea everything is so tight but to that i will say i feel like if you're a great parker in korea that's why i think you're a great parker Hmm. you're so used to i remember like even when we were dating being in your car every time you would attempt to park somewhere i would just clench my fist because Hmm. everything was so so tight and you would just go in there no problem i'm not used to that i used to think if you can drive in new york city Then you can drive anywhere but i feel like if you could drive in seoul and you can park in seoul you can you're probably a pretty good driver parker
0: yeah definitely i mean i I remember i mean that's how i would learn is i'd have to park because my my parents i mean in korea it's very common to have parking underground
1: oh i just remember something go ahead
0: yeah so it's very common because there's obviously little it's very densely populated and it's a city but they have really great underground parking structures. My parents, when I lived with them after I graduated college, don't judge me, this was a financial good financially good move. I lived with them and it was an older apartment complex before that they, they did the underground parking stuff. And so parking was really tough, especially if you came home late at night or whatever. Mm. It was hard to find parking spots. And when you could find them, you might be able to find this tiny spot with inches to eat, you know, the front and back of the car.
1: Inches, not an exaggeration.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it was really good training because i was able to park with very little room
1: when you said that i was just reminded i remember we went to your parents place Mm -hmm. and you parked the car Mm -hmm. and it's like yes there are designated spots but i remember people parking behind cars perpendicular to them and i remember one time you got out of your car and you pushed another car
0: oh yeah that's right
1: That was so bizarre to me. Oh, yeah. You literally put your hands on someone else's car and you push it to make room for yourself. Like, what if you hit another car in front of that car? Like, how do people take responsibility?
0: Yeah, so what what she's talking about is there's designated parking spots. And then what people will do is essentially double park in front of those spots.
1: Or behind them.
0: Yeah, or behind them or whatever. I mean, people in Korea typically park backed in. Right, right right. In America okay. you typically okay, go Okay, so from then
1: you need to say that. Yeah. 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 That that clarification. That's right. You do back well, I wouldn't have mentioned
0: it, but okay. like yeah, you, you brought it up so so it, it did remind me of mm-hmm. the difference there for mm-hmm, the parking. Mm-hmm. Is that people most people tend to back in mm-hmm. and I think that has to do with space and efficiency mm-hmm. and just it's it's much better to back into parking spots. That mm-hmm. is the better way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, so in in Korea almost everyone does that. Almost without exception. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, th- this old apartment complex, essentially to, to make, maximize the space because otherwise not every resident can park. Yeah. You double park in front of them and you leave your car in neutral. And so you can shift the car if you needed to leave. And the other interesting thing is, is in Korea and you wouldn't do this in America, but in Korea, everyone has their phone numbers
1: well, on the, the dashboard. Dash. That's yeah. right.
0: Because sometimes first, God forbid, like, you know, that, that arrangement where you're kind of double parking and keeping in neutral is still there's not enough room to push your car to move out they need to call you to be able to for you to be able to move the car and that was just sort of a standard accepted practice there so like it wouldn't do in america's because once you have that phone number people are going to be calling you soliciting you and all that kind of stuff imagine
1: you put your hands on someone's car in america that would not fly (laughs) oh yeah that
0: too for sure
1: i was just gonna say okay how do you take responsibility like what if you happen to push a car to move it out of the way and you hit another car and i was thinking how would the driver take responsibility i was also reminded that in korea almost every car there's a black box installed that's right. right there's mm-hmm. a camera inside your car
0: yeah
1: right underneath the rearview mirror yep. that's recording at all times yeah right? right so if anyone tries to break into your car or some does it record activity in front or just inside the car i forget
0: well, I mean, it's been six You're years, right. so I would imagine it's doing everything now. Okay. But yeah, even then, I mean, it was recording just about everything.
1: I remember that.
0: So uh, I can't remember the specifics. And that was another
1: standard. It was just in every. Yeah,
0: box. everyone had it, and it was yeah. not prohibitively expensive. Maybe a couple hundred bucks or whatever, and you kind of needed it. I think insurance you got dinged if you didn't have it because it, it helps, you know, res- helps to find resolutions to disputes and things mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. But this is interesting. Just yeah, that one thing. Yeah, I
1: didn't think thing. we'd go down this, all these little details based off this question. But
0: yeah, there's actually so much to just to parking that was interesting.
1: Actually, sometimes I wish we had a black box in our car, you know, especially having kids or mm-hmm. if I'm parked somewhere that I don't feel safe in. Like That yeah. would give me an extra measure of security.
0: Yeah, I've looked into that and the quality here is so yeah, it's not, not so same. good. Mm-hmm. But that that is reminding me of a couple of things public transportation mm. so good in korea
1: mm. and cabs are so cheap cabs and so, so easily cheap. accessible mm-hmm.
0: that's right and so i saw a little youtube short recently where a guy was basically showing off this new bus shelter um in korea mm-hmm. and it was shielded from you know any kind of weather activity so it was a nice little bus shelter it had basically a
1: like a what do you mean TV. by bus shelter do you mean like a bus stop oh yeah it was oh, okay. a bus stop okay. but it had a shelter okay. for Got yeah. it.
0: Okay. So that, that... I think it's called a bus shelter even here. I didn't know that that's what it was called. Okay. Okay. But it had this huge LCD TV on the side showing you what buses were coming down. So mm-hmm. you didn't have to look out and <gasps> you know, get hit by the rain or whatever. Wow. You're just inside looking at the, cool. the road as the buses are coming.
1: That wasn't there when we were there. Oh, no. Wow. And then
0: they also have a few spots on the bench or on the table there where there's a wireless charging station. So if your phone needs to be charged, you just put it down <laughs> amazing yeah it's so good okay. yeah so public transportation is great because i mean even in america it's just kind of annoying to have to take your car places and have to worry about it and stuff and especially if you're going to go out for a drink or whatever
1: that was another thing <laughs> i was going to mention yeah. is it called teddy
0: teddy John. there's a service yes. oh my
1: this is amazing this is so good but again, I feel like it would not fly in America because of, I don't know, safety issues. I, I just, it just Liability, just, But basically, cost. let's say Brandon and I, we went out on date night mm-hmm. and cost. we decided to go somewhere and we drank too much. Yeah. You call someone, you call a service yeah. and then a guy just shows up yeah. and he gets into your car yeah. and you sit in the back seat, and he drives your car home. Yeah and then you guys just split off i'm always like how do they get back to where they need to go after they par- they park your car for you yep. and then you often take the same elevator up and
0: it is so they good. go on their way and
1: it's and it's way cheaper than even getting an uber here oh
0: yeah i mean like if it's a fairly mm-hmm. close proximity it's like 15 20 bucks mm-hmm. if it's quite far maybe like 25 30 bucks i mean and, and no tip <laughs> no tip, no emotional gosh, baggage Teddy assigned is crazy. it is such a good system,
1: oh man, yeah,
0: gosh, I miss uh seriously, there's so much so many options and freedom to be able to go and experience things in a place like that. Mm. Oh, it's so good, I miss it, well, at least that aspect of it mm. um, what else was I? It was something that came up transportation, oh, oh you'll know, hear, here, so it's funny when you were talking about the black box system one thing that korea is, is really good at and it's so small and simple but the uh electronic locks on on the home the doors mm. right like every apartment it now has an electronic lock you don't need a key you just need to remember your code and it's so much it's like i've seen them here too but it's the, it's way more high tech in in korea
1: that's true and we moved back to not back because we never lived in the states together but yeah. when we moved to hawaii after korea it was yeah. so strange to have to remember to bring keys with us yeah we'd leave all the time you don't need keys no. and then a lot of times we would walk somewhere or we take public transportation or a cab so we didn't even have car keys with us Mm-mm. just no keys <laughs>
0: yeah it's crazy oh,
1: i forgot about that
0: yeah but i mean even when i come see the ones here now it's still way behind where it was when we mm. left and so it just feels kind of bar- like even this, this apartment that we live in now in Austin, it was, we were the first tenants. It was finished last year. And it just, I don't know, it still feels so barbaric to have to like <laughs> and put the key in and try to have to do all that. <laughs> Does
1: it sound like that when it goes I, in? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I will say our door is really annoying though, because yeah. if we don't close it carefully, it just like shuts really hard and we'll shake. That's the true. foundation of our entire apartment we've waken up our children
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's really terrible yeah
1: oh i forgot about the number keypad
0: yeah but and also not having keys in general i that can't awesome. imagine
1: how much korea has improved with that too you probably just need a like touch id
0: probably face uh, id you just oh, walk f- in oh you just walking they just scan your or like face proximity from your phone or, or something. they smell
1: you <laughs> yeah, welcome home yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh, nuts i forgot about that So good.
0: What's another big difference? Okay, well, so here's the thing in America's favor, I think. Let me think about this one. Well, okay. This is more probably just for us Americans that were living abroad. Mm -hmm. But I remember the thing that we were looking forward to the most was Amazon.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Right? Because in Korea, while the food was more affordable, stuff is more expensive. Yes. I remember when I first came back from college to go work in korea and i was thinking oh great i'm making money now i can like spend money on electronics that i really want and i was remember thinking like oh samsung's in korea man it should be cheaper there but everything i checked was way more expensive than Mm -hmm. in america and i was like how could this be Mm -hmm. and eventually i found out it's because korea is essentially an island Mm -hmm. right like it's hard i mean we we experienced the same thing in maui like just regular stuff is more expensive Mm -hmm. so yeah the they can set their own price, and they don't have to worry about borders and the, the fact that when you share a bunch of borders with other countries, there's this competition you know, with these other countries on how, who, who can make the best price. Mm-hmm. But in Korea, if you're not ordering it from overseas, which can be very cost prohibitive, mm-hmm. it's just that extra barrier that leaves out the competition, and so Korea can kind of charge a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I was working at Reebok, the, the same shoes that you could buy in America for 60 bucks would be like, over $100. $100. Oh, yeah.
1: That also reminds me too that you and I have enjoyed Amazon Prime hmm. for probably the last year. Amazon Prime services because we went from well eventually I think towards the end of our time in oh, Korea Oh I see what you're saying. Amazon would ship to Korea it would just take really long hmm. and there were certain things that wouldn't ship obviously. Yeah. And then we moved to Hawaii. Right? So Prime is not a thing over there even if it is a Prime item it still takes like a week to get to us.
0: Yeah, I mean, the prime uh, fast shipping is definitely not a thing. And
1: now we're in Austin, and I will order something at 8 p.m., and it's there when I wake up.
0: Or same day. What?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was so crazy to me. It's still crazy to me. It still blows my mind when it's like, overnight, do you want your item at 4 a.m. or 7 a.m. in the morning?
0: (laughs) Wow, yeah. That is insane. Although in Korea, it was interesting. Okay, so that was the benefit of the pricing. Yes. Is that. in korea you do have to expect that things are going to be expensive but Mm -hmm. apparently korea is better about that than america oh really well because i mean it's a a small country i mean is it the size of rhode island or something like that or less i mean it's very tiny a lot of people living on top of each other so a lot of these things that the driving service the reason it's so cheap is because there's so much business in such a small radius Mm -hmm. and ways to transport those drivers around the same goes for shipping i mean gosh everybody's living on top of each other so they can do same day shipping and it can be more inexpensive oh, the you quick have more labor. service
1: remember quick service oh, quick service so for example oh, so good. i remember we had to use a service a few times where let's say you needed something like you yes. needed your passport at work yep and i couldn't get to someone you basically call someone mm-hmm. using a service called quick service and it's usually someone on a motorcycle they come to your house you give them the item and then they take it yep. <laughs> To wherever it needs to go, so it's same day service for I forget how much it was. Was it expensive?
0: No, no, that was also fairly cheap. I mean, yeah. if you're doing a lot, it adds up for sure. But like yeah. I don't know, 15 20 bucks, same as Hitty I think they're mm-hmm. similar. But yeah, it's in Korea. That was nice. I mean, some states they they regulate, you know, how motorcycles and whatnot can weave through traffic and whatever. But in Korea, it's kind mm-hmm. of free for all. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, it's just a part of the economy. <laughs> so if you're on a motorcycle, with these guys are just zipping around, weaving through traffic, doing whatever they want and <laughs> delivering things very quick.
1: I also remembered to your point earlier when you were saying how after you got your first job you're like, "Oh, now I can buy stuff and go shopping and all that." Mm-hmm. But most of the things you wanted was from America. Yeah. Same applies for me in terms of skincare and makeup. I tried so hard to get into Korean skincare and makeup and it just was not for me and all the brands that I wanted to buy from, they were all in America. Mm. And that was pretty inaccessible to me. So thankfully, my mom was so sweet in that if there was something that I really wanted, I would just order to her house and then mm. she would send me a package. And that's usually how I got to try out things that I couldn't in Korea. Do you mm. remember like beauty products and skincare yeah. that I needed?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was just reminded of that thinking I was in the beauty mecca, right?
0: Yeah. But
1: And yet the products around me were, wasn't anything that I was regularly using or interested in. Yeah. So yeah. that was interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Korean style is not for you. And I sometimes wonder if we try to be too cool for school. Not like the Korean makeup brand, but in general, <laughs> there is a brand called that. But
1: I don't think it was that, though. It no, just, no. Um,
0: I'm not. Okay, so I'm not saying that the makeup thing was in directly that. Yeah, Because I think korea in general for many decades they were mostly fast followers mm-hmm. Right, like so they see something that's working overseas and they, they replicate it in korea and i think we've kind of gotten to this place now where korea is starting to do better on a lot of things mm-hmm. and and starting to innovate on in different ways i mean i think korean entertainment and media is mm-hmm. an example of that where i mean back in the day I, I couldn't care less to watch any kind of korean show but now i'm gobbling up Singles Inferno, right? Singles Inferno. Yeah, Singles Inferno and kind of keeping, well, I guess that's the one show that I do watch.
1: I still remember that one time I went into one of the big Korean department stores yeah, and I went to pick up my foundation. It was a Christian Dior foundation that I was using for years. Mm-hmm. And I go in to get my shade and the woman there at the counter looked at me like I was crazy. She was like, we don't sell your shade here. You're too dark. <laughs> like what (laughs) (laughs) that was such a shock for me because i wasn't even that dark you know but i just remember gosh do i just have to buy foundations that's always too many shades lighter where my neck and my face are different colors or you know the bb cream trend and that's
0: right because koreans like to look lighter and paler yeah
1: yeah but i don't i like to look tan
0: (laughs) yeah and that's definitely not a korean that's
1: what i mean and i'm like okay well even if there was a company that i wanted to try out your foundation you literally did not cater to my quote-unquote dark skin tone which is hilarious to me because not that dark but i'm not pale right sure yeah so i think that was a big part of my not really wanting to purchase korean brands yeah Yeah. because i was thinking like why didn't i like the makeup there or like they had certain scents that i didn't like i don't like scents in my products yeah so anyway it's just I'm just sharing what's coming up for me as to...
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess that kind of touches on why we're... Like, why we feel... I don't know. The too cool cool for Mm -hmm. school thing. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's what you said. Yes. Yes. There's something there Mm -hmm. where, you know, it wasn't our tastes back then, which is unfortunate. Because when I look on... When we were doing YouTube, I think people really did enjoy the fact that we were in Korea and kind of being able to live vicariously through us with the different experiences. Mm -hmm. Like... I mean, it was, and it was really cool. You being able to go to now a world famous dance studio mm-hmm. that was just so accessible. Mm-hmm. And it was, they were big then, but they're not anywhere as big as they were mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And even some of these uh, Korean shows, like, oh, Physical 100. Oh, that's Physical the other show. 100. Physical 100. A handful of those guys I knew from my days at Reebok. And mm-hmm. it, it was so cool to be able to see that we kind of helped bring that about with the whole fitness thing. But I do feel like maybe we, we didn't appreciate... What we had when we were there. Mm. What do you think?
1: Did we not appreciate? I think we appreciated what we appreciated.
0: Okay, so then maybe, actually, maybe what I meant was not appreciated, but I wish we had. um, Because it was such a, I mean, we did have a unique experience overall, Mm -hmm. and it was a unique time to be there Mm. in Korea. Mm -hmm. And I wish we could have capitalized on it more, Mm. made more memories documented more tried some of the cool because like even outside now that i'm away from Korea and i'm looking from the outside in and i'm seeing all these new dining experiences and and it was happening back then too and it's definitely much more refined and, mm-hmm. and interesting now but mm-hmm. we had all that and even just the the staples that we used to go to Oh my god, I miss it. When we used to live in the apartment, we went downstairs and we had the soup that just seemed so basic. But like I
1: couldn't. Our last apartment before we left Uh, Korea was killer. We were literally in the heart of Gangnam. Yeah. Just walked. I mean, in our building, there were restaurants. You take the elevator, you go downstairs. There was a bowling alley. Yeah. There were restaurants. There was a club in the basement of our building.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, full on club. That's Mm -hmm. right. A little dive bar. We never, I ne-
1: we never went to that club. I remember thinking like, we should go one time before we move out. Yeah. But I remember if you and I would go out for dinner, mm-hmm. on our way back we'd get into our elevator and we'd get into an elevator with a bunch of drunk people. We're going upstairs to go home. They were going downstairs.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: To go clubbing. Yes. That was insane.
0: I mean, I guess that's another no, the big difference is just the accessibility mm-hmm. of all the different mm-hmm. things. I mean here we kind of have to like look up the different strip malls or the little plaza areas where they have stuff and try to figure out well where do we want to go to do all this but in korea you kind of go to an area and there's just so many options Mm -hmm. that you can explore in terms of food and activities and shopping
1: walking distance from one of my favorite stationery stores oh yeah gosh
0: it was so good
1: yeah like i wish i could just walk down the street and go walk around there for an hour by myself. I used to do that regularly, just pop in earphones and just walk around. And I didn't even have to buy anything. I just went to go like touch the papers and pens and it was right there. Muji was across the street. I love Muji, still love Muji. Yeah, Just, yeah, we had all the access to the big restaurants, the mom and pop restaurants, the big stores. Mm. I mean, everything was right there. You know, right now though, If we were to go to Korea right now, I think one of the things I'd be most excited for are probably kids' cafes. Because back then, I've been to one or two and they weren't amazing. But I can't imagine how incredible they probably are now. Mm -hmm. I saw one on Instagram where it looked like you're basically inside an aquarium. Did I show you that one? No. Where there's one side, the parents can sit and like have coffee and there's a huge glass wall. Yeah. And you look onto the other side and your kids are just playing in splash, indoor splash pads and all this stuff. Whoa. So the parents don't get what you can still hang out. Oh, I you saw have that one. Full eyes on your kids. Uh, and I was like, wow. I mean, obviously this wasn't applicable to, to us back then because we didn't have children. Sure. But now... I would want to go to Korea to visit stationery stores, eat and take Emmy and Izzy to all the cool kids' cafes. Yeah.
0: I got to say, though, it's a a bit of a trade-off because in Korea, you don't have the parks like we do in Austin.
1: Mm, The outdoor parks. The outdoor parks, I
0: mean, it is unbelievable there's one in every corner there's one nearby that we go to that just recently opened up and it's that's so a, good it's great and it's free there's a zip line there you can go whenever you want yeah. i mean these places even though they'll probably be cheaper than the play places here for yeah. sure yeah you know it does add up and it's kind of like you have to have it because mm-hmm. there's not as many accessible public offerings mm-hmm. because of you know the space mm-hmm. so it kind of has to be privatized but okay. yeah i mean i definitely i would definitely love for for a visit like a several month oh, visit yeah, to go yeah. hit up these places for I sure. I would
1: love to go to Korea for two months, yeah. two or three months. Shoot. Right?
0: Yeah. What if we did that? <laughs> what if we just put our stuff in storage for a couple months and then visited?
1: I just barfed inside <laughs> of having to move.
0: <laughs> well, we have to move anyway. But.
1: I know, but to take that extended vacation and yeah. figure out storage. But, it's still so fresh yeah. i feel like we've we're constantly transitioning and
0: all right i'll take it off the table yeah. but anyway for I now. think <laughs> for now for now but I, you know what i like is well i guess I, I like that we're on the kid topic because while i'd like to visit with our kids i don't know that i'd want to live there same yeah i mean that, there is a huge difference in terms of how kids are educated i mean your whole education experience there was very disturbing mm-hmm. i mean your school was a great program mm-hmm. but i mean you were and it was expensive to go there. It was like college tuition for these preschoolers. Preschool
1: kindergartners. It's ridiculous yeah. how yeah.
0: expensive and how much money Koreans spend. And it's so sad because Koreans aren't having kids. Like people, the government has to try to pay people to have more kids, but they're not because it's it's this culture of sp- overspending on mm-hmm. the kids' education and their future and stuff. And
1: yeah, I mean, it's heartbreaking because these kids are in so many schools and extracurricular activities and yeah. learning English was so, there was so much pressure to do it. Yeah. And so these kids would, well, not the preschool, kindergarten kids, but a lot of the elementary kids, not a lot, all the elementary school kids would go to Korean elementary school during the day and then come to our private school in the evenings. Mm -hmm. And they just nonstop with the schoolwork. And God forbid you try to have fun in the classrooms. That was frowned upon because we were expected to quiz them and give them worksheets and do all this stuff. And if we were having too much fun, it almost came off like they weren't learning so teachers didn't have free reign in that sense yeah it was just so performance based and worksheet based and that's when i you know ultimately ended up leaving because it was just such a it was hard it was a heartbreaking thing to witness and these little kids yeah these little kids in first grade are having nosebleeds during tests because they're being tested weekly tests or they're sitting there pulling their hair and you can't step in to be like you know what these tests don't matter you can't <laughs> say that you get fired
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, like you were saying that the kids there was a kid that had like, tics
1: yeah like just, nervous yeah. tics or whatever Ugh. yeah it's, it's yeah really... so i would yeah i would definitely homeschool i mean if we had to live in korea yeah
0: well i mean in korea I, yeah that's definitely the korean we wouldn't send our kid to a korean school yeah, system no. for sure b- yeah. but the international school system is there, which is nice. It's yeah. quality. it's, it's co- also it's, very expensive. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's kind of the best of both worlds because you've still got that discipline, but you've got quality education and educators, things like that. But it is it is pricey. Yeah. So unless a co- company sponsoring you or you have the money to do so. Or
1: if you teach there, right, you can send your kids for free certain schools. That's I, what I think so. Yeah, okay. Or you, or you get a discount or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's one way of doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, because we we were around a lot of expats, so there were a lot of teachers working at these international schools, and a lot of times they would send their kids there, and yeah. they would either be able to send their kids for free or get some kind of yeah. reimbursement, I suppose.
0: Yeah, so it's it's a having kids and living there would be a tricky one. Mm. It'd be very tricky, and mm. I think for that reason, I mean, even our friends, they send their kids abroad. Our good friend, mm. he's. He's Korean but his, he married a Canadian wife and they had their kids in the school like a private school there for a while but he just they didn't like they didn't like it so they sent his wife and his three kids over to Canada to get them educated there to experience mm-hmm. the culture and kind of grow up in that environment mm-hmm. which you know they, they, he's making that so he wants he loves his family he loves being around yeah, them he I loves like having them around <laughs> so it was a huge sacrifice he made to send mm-hmm. them abroad so I that's I think that's like the hardest that would be the hardest thing to to try to work out if we were to, like, somehow have some kind of conversation about going to Korea. But, Mm. yeah, I do. That's a huge difference worth noting, I think.
1: Also, I love being in America where I can speak and be understood. It's like (laughs) I just remember the frustration that I had in Korea where – they look at me and i look korean yeah. and yet i want to say this thing but i cannot say it in korean without sounding like a five-year-old but it's confusing to the person yeah. that's on the other side of me because you would think th- there's an expectation right for me to oh, yeah. speak the language better or understand more be more articulate and that was so frustrating for me so a lot of times i would need your help to step in for me or mm-hmm. to read over this document and translate it or mm-hmm. whenever you and i would go somewhere a lot of times if it was a restaurant, like a server or waitress would look at me and ask me a bunch of questions and then I would look at you <laughs> waiting yeah. for the translation. I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating where mm. I can't express myself. yeah. And even trying to make Korean friends, native Korean friends, was really hard because I don't understand their humor. They don't understand my humor. And so it's a lot of on the surface politeness and I can't have friendships like that. It's just, that's not where I thrive. Like I need to be able to really get in there talking about real stuff but it's hard to do when you can't express yourself
0: yeah that's a good point because i remember even when i was working i mean, my Korean's far from perfect it's really good it's in the my accent like, based on how i look my accent is good and over time i was learning korean but i realized i was learning kind of the on the job korean mm-hmm. the korean that i needed to know because it wasn't like i was exposing myself to these shows or korean cultural things that could kind of teach me that the jargon of the day or expressions or humor or anything like that it was just all business stuff so I, I do remember thinking when i was sitting with a group of co-workers that i really enjoyed you know spending time with and they were just kind of being themselves and bantering and i could make out a lot of what they were saying but i couldn't participate, participate. in any meaningful way because mm-hmm. i just i, I wasn't in, again, this goes back to some of the things I wish I'd capitalized on. I wish I'd just immersed myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't love the the shows or whatever. I mean, there were shows that I did like. I mean, when I did watch Running Man, which is, I don't know if it's still going. If it is, it's like it's 50th year. But like those reality shows in Korea, they were fun when I watched them. And I I wished I had enjoyed them, but also thought of it as like a take advantage of this while you have it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I think it would have probably helped in a lot of different i just remember
1: all the text that comes on when you watch a korean show i'm like how is everyone reading this so quickly
0: (laughs) which is so funny because i feel like what they did then is what we're seeing now on shorts and tiktok and reels Mm -hmm. and all that stuff because it's like you know it's it's (sighs)
1: sometimes but sometimes it was just so much i'm like if even if there was that much English on a screen, I feel like I would have to pause to read everything. Or like when you go to a Korean website, it's so hard to navigate because there's just so much info on the first page. You know what I mean? There's so much writing everywhere. This was my experience. Every time I would try to go in and like try to make sense of something, I would have to click it out. It's just just a lot.
0: Yeah, the Korean IT system is a weird one. I don't want to get into it, but... uh, Yeah, there's definitely a cultural element about how people expect websites to be, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. But also there's a lot of rules and weird things that make Korean, like banking. Let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Oh my (laughs) gosh. Banking. Yeah. God, that's one thing I definitely don't miss.
0: So yeah, that's what I mean about the IT system is I I don't know too much about it, but part of it is like, I think there's a couple elements to it. One of of them is being extra cautious because in Korea, it's kind of like, the general, because it's a top-down Confucius-style country, and I'm sorry I'm doing the stupid nerdy thing again, um, I, well, I find that in Korea uh, people are more, aff- I mean, this is human nature, but I feel like in Korea it's more unacceptable culturally to make mistakes, to take these risky bets and then be wrong. Mm-hmm. So there's more of a conformity type of thing and sort of being able to be told what to do next. You know, it's sort of a compliance nature That that's korea is definitely outgrowing but it was it's very strong in how the culture is built up um so i would imagine that like when they're doing it systems and banking and stuff they're like going overboard to not be the one that sticks out because they made a mistake Mm -hmm. and so it makes the user experience really really tough and i would imagine another part of that is the regulation that's stopping them from doing this and that and the other to protect the consumers and stuff Mm -hmm. so i remember even before the banking stuff just trying to Get to websites and do things and having to like sign up. And yeah, I it just it wasn't oh, alone. I think the other thing is just kind of innovation. I mean, when it's a it's, it's top down thing and there's not like a bottom up thing that complements it, I just think that there's not a lot of work that can be done in the details. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you're signing up for a login or a website or whatever, in Korea, like it's pretty, st- you have basically a three syllable name with three characters and you have your identification number, and so you input it. But then a lot of these, whether it's government or some sort of, system, I can't remember an example, banking systems, when you log into the system, you have to go to the foreign ID section, right? And so when you do the foreign ID and you put your identification number and you input your name, a lot of the times it wouldn't go through if they didn't build in the, don't let it be case sensitive. If it's generally right, you, know, you should accept it. But a lot of these places where if you have the case wrong, it wouldn't accept it, like your your lowercase, uppercase, right Mm -hmm. or wrong, they wouldn't accept it. If it didn't come out exactly how it showed on on your foreign ID, then it wouldn't accept it. I mean, it was a lot of trial and error just to, like, get a login for some of these things. And when you get the banking thing, then you have to get this, like, I don't know. The
1: card that you carry around with all the numbers and symbols. I just, as you're explaining this, the reason I'm making the faces that I am is I'm literally seeing screenshots in my head of the process of doing things. And Mm. I'm just rolling my eyes at how painful that was. Yeah, So painful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they were getting better about it over oh, the years man. where you did not it wasn't so case sensitive and all that stuff. But that was a tough one for sure. Yeah, that was a tough one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Boy, there's a lot. I mean, I feel like we're just kind of scratching at the surface here and we've already gone for 45 minutes. Oh, so I was wh- just
1: also thinking too, paychecks. You only get paid once a month.
0: That's right. So you better
1: make it last. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know, bi-weekly paychecks. Yeah, you yeah. get hit once a month. Yeah. and then you better make it last until that next month <laughs> that was an interesting one too
0: that was an interesting one i wasn't mad at that i mean i think if you're living so paycheck to paycheck it could be yeah, yeah, yeah. spicy but yeah. if you've got an emergency fund and yeah your that's true
1: i wasn't ever worried about it either especially because when i went to korea i was by myself i, I didn't have a family or hmm. and the the company that i was working for was taking care of the rent for the apartment i was living in so it wasn't a struggle for me but i just remember thinking wow this is bizarre
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean it is, oh man, now that we're talking about it, I miss it so much. But I do appreciate being in uh, in America for sure. I don't think it's as cool, (laughs) like from the outside looking in, not that that's what matters. Mm. In some weird way, I want to go back because it's cool. (laughs) But uh, I do love being in America, not just because of Amazon and the public parks and whatever, but access to family is big. I mean, Mm -hmm. I keep telling my parents they need to move over. We're thinking about another kid, and it's just nice to have parents. I'm so jealous of the people that have both sets, even one set. I'm jealous of, but when they're like, eh, "Yeah, yeah," well, you know, even though I just had twins, I've got both sets of grandparents around, so my wife and I can still go on date nights. And I'm like, "What? Hmm. What is that like?" Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, you were just asking about us, lovely friends of ours were saying, "Hey." why don't you drop the kids off and spend a few hours to yourself? And we tried this a couple of weeks ago. And then every time we go to their place now, because we, we Izzy left Izzy there. Out. Yeah, she cries. she cries.
1: I can't even put her down for a second. She starts like patting her chest for me to pick her up because yeah. she thinks I'm going to leave her.
0: Yeah. So mm. I don't know. I, I want us to try to tackle that this weekend to keep this conversation going. <laughs> i am really had fun. but
1: You know, one of the things that I, last thing, Mm -hmm. Back to the food again. Our girls love anything soup and rice oh. just like their parents cook oh right yes so anything in hot broth with rice and some kind of meat yeah i want to take them to every kupa restaurant
0: that's what i mean that one restaurant that we lived in hannam where you could just go down it was like seven thousand won and it Which was just like seven dollars seven dollars not even less than less than seven
1: dollars and you get you get all the side dishes you oh. get piping hot soup made by like aunties and grandmas and
0: but so good
1: so good
0: yeah and I couldn't I couldn't find that I couldn't find the soup if I wanted to here yeah not price doesn't matter about price the price I just can't yeah. find it so I, I actually sometimes I have this dream of starting because my my favorite meal is it's this pork soup that is from the southern part of Korea and I just keep thinking like, oh man, once I, I don't want to do a restaurant business, but if I did ever make it, I would want to hire someone that does it really well in Korea, bring them over, teach people how to like make it and just have like this automated, it doesn't even have to be a restaurant. I I want it to just be a vending machine style or kiosk or whatever, where you can just dispense your soup mm-hmm. and just have the sides and then just take it to like the food court area or just take it home. and. Always have access to <laughs> Chico. Uh,
1: and then after this magical woman teaches people how to make uh-huh. this soup, she also watches our children in her downtime. Right? Whoever this woman is. <laughs> well, all the over. money that
0: we'll be making from it can go towards <laughs> either having our parents be Childcare. here or child care. Oh, um,
1: yeah. If I could go back right now to yeah. Korea, I would stationery stores, kids' cafes, restaurants for the girls. God the restaurants. Yeah. Those would be my three things that I would look forward to the most. Yeah. Me too. Mm.
0: Well, thanks so much for... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like it's ending on a very depressing note, but I would I would choose to live in America at the end of it. Especially I in this stage. I would never choose to live in Korea.
0: Especially at this stage of our life. But I, we've always said that our most ideal circumstance is that we're sharing, or are splitting time in two
1: places. Three, Maui
0: well okay i always said i think i would say two places in a year but maybe three to five places on rotation
1: Mm. oh wow okay (laughs) (laughs) very specific
0: well i just came up with it now but i think that's a good idea because we wouldn't want to move every quarter or every you know trimester i
1: barely want to go on a trip having to pack all the stuff for the kids and
0: exactly it's different now exactly so once a year to settle down for half a year that i think that's doable Mm -hmm. but yeah you're right there's places that i I would want to live korea one of them maui one of them probably here now now that we're setting down roots oh yeah i love austin yeah not new york (laughs) sorry you new yorkers out there i love you but i hate new york anyway and maybe like an experimental one here and there i don't know
1: yeah i would want to live in japan too
0: japan oh yeah
1: i wanted to live in japan i love japan we're getting off tangent (laughs) here
0: but i really love this thank you so much for the comments please subscribe again (laughs) and uh, leave a comment if you'd like and yeah if there's any questions that you ask that can be done in the q a we're going to do that yeah we'll
1: talk about it for two hours like we always do
0: yeah and it'll be minimally processed and edited and i don't know if that's gonna be better or worse but Mm. yeah maybe we'll do that I love the fact that we are, I always appreciate doing this. I know it's a pain for you to to show up, uh, even though it's in the calendar. <laughs> even though it's in the calendar, you Why have weeks to think about it. Why do you have to, to throw me it. under the bus. <laughs> I know, I'm like, there's so many
1: things that I could and need to be doing right now.
0: Yeah, But you enjoy doing it, right? At the end of the day, after it's done? Sure. Okay. All right. Well,
1: you kind of put me on the spot, so I guess I have to say, <laughs> I like doing this. <laughs> what if I said no? What if I said I hate it?
0: Well, if you generally mean it, I want you to say it, and then we'd have to reassess how we do here. I but don't
1: hate it, but its it does take a lot for me to sit down. Yeah.
0: So that's the <laughs> thats the show, folks. Thank you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it while it lasted, but it may not last longer. No, it but will. But we, st- we still love you. and yeah, um, thanks for watching. And thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.